Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Last Ones In, where being late to the party isn't always a bad thing. I'm your host, Jariah. Right in front of me, we have E. Hello. And then, from across the country, we have a very special guest coming in. Rocky, say hi. Hello, hello. Awesome. So, Robbie is away on a special mission right now, we'll say. He's doing very important things, and he couldn't be on this episode, unfortunately. But he will be back for next week. No matter what happens, I will get him back. What's yeah, the special we're, we're mission? going to tie him down. It's not important. It involves prostitutes, though. Oh, that I'm, kind of I'm under NDA, so I can't say. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this week, our movie is going to be Home Alone from John Hughes. Have you ever seen Home Alone, Rocky? I have. Uh, a while, a while back, I saw that movie. It's a, uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. How long would it be since you've seen it? Would you say? <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about days, man. Um. <laughs> um you know honestly it's been it's been years um i probably was like maybe 10 years old when i saw it you know that's a long time yeah yeah for me before doing this podcast i would say it's probably been about 12 or 15 years for me since seeing it so about around the same age young teens yeah yeah and then of course e is the last one in on this one he's never seen it yeah i've yet to see a home alone Oh, you're in for a real treat, my friend. I, yeah, if uh, what I understand is true, most likely. What do you understand? Well, all right. So, my best guess is uh, Mr. McConaughey himself. McConaughey? Is, uh, is that not his last name? I no. think it's oh. McLaughlin. Still not correct. <laughs> well, she's the one that cries about dogs. <laughs> Mr. Or MC Actually, I think it's himself. <laughs> Kevin McCloud himself uh, is a tiny child, and he's upset because he's the young one, and none of his family gives him respect. So he's like, I wish that you guys were less not here. And and with luck have it, uh, his family's awful and forgot him at home while they went on an airplane and get stuck in, uh, I think, New York. He's like... Dang, I'm all alone. I'm going to order a pizza. And he orders a pizza and eats the pizza and finds some magazines. And then some guys try to rob his house, so he sets up a bunch of traps and murders them. I like your version. far off. (laughs) (laughs) So the murder part, yes, I did. That was just me joking. I know he just, like, sets up a bunch of traps. Uh, There's, like, the flaming door handle trap where he puts it at, like, 200 degrees Celsius. Um... I think he just has a trap where he throws an animal at someone. <laughs> he just owns a tiny koala and he tosses yeah. it at strangers. He, uh, he just chucks he shoots the... someone in the leg, I'm pretty sure, at some point. Yeah, You seem maybe. to have picked up quite a bit of this movie for having never seen this movie. Yeah. See, like, well, the traps are the part that people always talk about when they talk about the movie, which is unfortunate when you haven't seen the movie because that's probably the part you watch the movie for. Is my guess. I mean, well, we'll get to it. I don't mm. want to spoil anything. Yeah. I um, I watched the movie because it's just, I feel like the most realistic portrayal of what it's like to, you know, 
be lower middle class, and that's why I enjoy the movie. Lower middle class, you call them? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I know some other people who might call that <laughs> They have like 17 children. It sounds lower middle class to me. You... How were you? I know how you were raised. You didn't. Are, are That's they... incorrect. <laughs> They're eating food stamps while they order extra large cheese pizzas with two toppings. Oh, I have some things to say about pizza in this movie. We're going to get to that, though. Are we going to get some pizza? Actually, no. that would be really oh. nice. Some yeah, pizza. why don't you order us some? Yeah, if you could order us some pizza. Like, if you be my address, just get a hold of Domino's. <laughs> I mean, I think what we've kind of established at this point is... There's a suggestion of us being terrible people, and you guys should already know I'm not going to order you a pizza. And I just... (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we go, I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box here. Then we're going to dismiss ourselves and come on back and let you all know what we thought of it. So here's the back of the box. Accidentally left behind when his parents rush off in their Christmas vacation. Eight-year-old Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, embarks on a hilarious madcap mission to defend the family home when two bumbling burglars, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, try to break in and find themselves tangled in Kevin's bewildering battery of booby traps. All right. Well, I guess we better cut here and go watch this movie, and we'll be right back with you guys. All right, and we are back. E. Hi. What'd you think of that? Not what I thought it was. Really? Because your description was basically spot on. Yeah, but I think the timing of each part is way off from what I expected. I mean, yeah, sure, if we were to go off of your timing, then the movie would be five minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that was about really, us. the movie could be five minutes. <laughs> but for not having seen it in such a long time, Rocky, what did you think of it? Um, I, I give it a solid seven, you know? That's what I give it. But did um, you enjoy it? Well, I mean, a seven's like you kind of enjoy it, but not so much. Like, you're definitely paying attention to it, and you're not thinking about, you know, if you left the, the oven on. But I guess if I had left the oven on, I would just gone and check. <laughs> That's what a seven is? <laughs> seven is I didn't leave the oven on. That is a seven. Oh, look, okay. Your rating system's a little strange, I'll admit. Sounds apart for how we've been rating things so far. Look, this is this. It was good. I mean, some parts were interesting, others not so much. But it was, you know, I I didn't think it was a it was a bad movie. I you know what I really liked about it was it just felt very different from things that that I would typically watch, like how they uh, would pace it out and stuff. You know, they did some. Okay, I'll go on a rant. I I I would easily go on a rant about some of the things I saw in the movie, but I'd say overall, yeah, it was it was a, it's a decent movie. It's not something I'd go out of my way to watch, but once we get into spoilers, I am more than willing to hear those rants, but for now, E, hi. I'd, like my general thoughts like I get still not exactly how I expected it to go down. Um quite enjoyable. I can see why people like it so much. I don't know how much I felt I liked it. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say I think I'd give a six. What? That's probably what I'd rate it, personally. Wow. Wow. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's above average movie. What's a six to you? Above average. Were you thinking about the oven? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't leave the oven on. That is correct. All right. Well, 
from my memories of it when I was a kid, I think it holds up a lot better than what I remember. Because I just remember it being basically the slapstick comedy and having no real flow to it. Watching it again as an adult, it's a very different film than I remember. And honestly, some dark jokes in there that I really appreciate. Yeah, which we'll probably get into later. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. So, for now, if you don't want spoilers, this is where you're going to need to stop listening. I'd say I'd probably give it like an 8 for what it is, though. All right, so 6, 7, 8. That's, that's our ratings. That's pretty good. All right. Hey, but to what's me? an 8 to you? I mean, it's a solid movie. It's solid filmmaking. Yeah, it's also okay. very unique the way they filmed it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah just, it is. It didn't feel like something I'd, I'd seen before. Except, you know, I'd, I'd seen that movie before. <laughs> it doesn't feel like something I'd seen before, except, you know, I have 100% seen this before. <laughs> no, I can, so. I can accurately say it does not feel like something I've seen before. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We'll be right back with full-on spoilers. So, the movie starts off with a panicky-ass home. The most panicky and hectic kind of thing you could ever imagine during the holidays Times 10. The house is just full of these tiny little shitty kids. And there's this officer at the front basically asking for the parents, where the parents are. And none of them know where parents are. Some of them say their parents are in a different state. Some of them say they're in a different country. Some of them say they don't have parents. It's awful. It's a mess. Yeah, it's just kind of disorganized. It's just organized chaos to start off with, basically. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. What was, what was one, of the, one of the kids said something that I thought was kind of funny. It was like... Uh, Guy asked if the parents were home, and they're like, yeah, um, they're here, but they don't live here or something like that. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I think that's one oh, of the yeah. responses. Yeah. Like, are your parents here? Yeah, but they don't live here. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Why are you bringing it up then? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's totally how kids act, though. Like, yeah. Like, I, hell, even I do it nowadays. If someone's like, hey, are your parents here? I'm like, yeah. And then I'll just leave. And then you shut the door on them. <laughs> I, do that. I do that sometimes. And then we go over to Kevin and he starts complaining to his parents about how his uncle isn't going to let him watch this movie. And he's like, it's not even R-rated, but there's violence in it and cuss words and stuff like that. And his parents are like, well, listen to your uncle. If he doesn't think you should watch it, you shouldn't watch it. And that's the movie you see later too, right? Like that's... Yeah, that's the movie that he uses throughout yeah. the movie. That's actually my favorite scene, those, those scenes in the movie. They're memorable. They, they really, yeah. they, you know, they stick with you. But the, by the way, the uncle's yeah, the yeah. uncle's an absolute asshat. Oh, he's a they're, piece of shit. They're all assholes. Like, yeah, even even Kevin is kind of an asshole. That's Everybody what in this movie. That just... actually was one of the biggest surprises. Like, I came in thinking like, because when people talk about Kevin, they talk about, oh, he's this poor kid who got left home alone. And I was like, damn, <laughs> right. that's shitty. And then like Kevin's like, ah, <laughs> I hate all of you. You all suck. Kevin's like, I wish I wasn't born to this family. I wish I just didn't have a family. I feel like Kevin's on the spectrum, like, like no joke. Like when I, no seriously, like I, I like watching I him. That. I was like, this is this is a kid who has like slight autism, like for sure. Because yeah. like there's even when he talks, like there's just there's something just dead eyed about him. You know, that's true. Maybe actually. it's just like the slapstick comedy that they had in the eighties, where like they showed like the facial expression. It's like, like ah, oh, you know. Um, maybe it's that, but I. <laughs> goat. Yeah, that's what he, I think Kevin's actually half goat. Oh, that does explain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's wrong with his teeth? Oh, they're too perfect. That's As your problem with him? Are... Is he has too perfect what? teeth? All right. So the officer's still in the house, and he's still asking all the kids everything. And Kevin's bothering his parents, and the little brothers, and all of his siblings, and his cousins. And they start to tell him, like, Kevin, you better pack a suitcase. He's like, pack a suitcase? How do you pack a suitcase? 
Like, I'm eight. I don't know how to pack a fucking suitcase. <laughs> like, you have to learn how to pack a suitcase. You're not a child anymore. And then I feel of... like when you're that young, you just stuff shit in a suitcase. Like, Which yeah. is exactly even, why they like, don't. They shouldn't be packing their suitcases, especially <laughs> not to France. <laughs> And then, like, uh, one of the sisters calls, says, like, you're what the French call les incompetent. Yeah, they're all yeah, uh, shit. <laughs> but it's fun watching her say that for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why. I think it's Charming. her, like, delivery yeah. of it. Like, she gives the yeah. perfect, like, motion to it. Yeah. Like, just perfectly shitty. Like, yeah, that's... You're, you're a shitty person, but you practice this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going through... Everyone's making a fuss. You're being introduced to all these characters that you'll never remember the names of. And I only say that because I don't remember the names of most of them. One or two, maybe. Kevin's stomping up and down. That's the main kid, Macaulay Culkin, by the way. He's stomping up and down, saying that when he's older, he's going to live alone when he gets married. Which I love that line, because that's just a like, great like. Yeah. And then he goes into his brother's room and starts talking to them. And basically, they're just treating him like shit and calling him a little asshole and a jerk. Oh, that's... Spider. I feel like Buzz aged well. Like, from when I saw that as a little kid, like, the older brother isn't so awful now. Maybe because I was a shitty brother. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. I was that I mean, guy. I look at Buzz and I just think he's a horrible asshole. Really? I mean, they're I all assholes. That, I think he's kind like, of he's just like, like an like older a brother. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's an older brother kind of asshole. Yeah, he's like, he's a, like he, when I watched not... as a kid, he was like an absolute asshole. Oh, know? yeah. yeah. That's he's the worst. <laughs> like,. Honestly, like, I don't think he's the biggest asshole out of the family, to be quite honest. No, the uncle, I would say, for sure yeah. is. The uncle or the mom, to be honest, for me. Oh, the mom she's, sucks. She's such a shitty person. She has a real care and flow going with her. All right, so we're in the room, and Buzz is talking to his cousin. He's like, hey, do the French girls really leave Ugh. their armpits unshaved over there? Like, I don't know, some of them, I guess. They have nude beaches, though, right? Not in the winter. And then Buzz is just like, man, of course not. And Kevin comes in, and they're talking. And I forget what makes them go to the window to talk about the shovel man. I think he literally was like, hey, look, it's the shovel man. Yeah, that might just be what it is. <laughs> and Yeah, and then Buzz is all like, yeah, there's the shovel man. They say he killed ten people with his shovel alone, and he buries them in the salt so he can mummify them. Yeah, you see that trash can? That's where he keeps the bodies. The bodies yeah. just turn into salt. Did I mention he's a man with a shovel? Shovel man. <laughs> also, I would like to... Why is he? Why does he just have a trash can of salt? Oh, he's like, being nice. He's just he salting. Just salts, yeah. But why a trash can? Like, why does he just have a bucket? Oh, trash cans are big. You're gonna you're, you're gonna question the the, sh- the, the man? shovel man the shovel man. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, you know, as a, as a good, he's awful at shoveling the snow. He's pretty bad at it. There's a lot of snow. He gets, still. like, half of the... He, like, goes to, like, half of it, and then, like, it's like... Aah! And yeah, then throws it into the same pile. He's doing it for free, like, though. It doesn't mean he's doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, well, I would let most people do anything for free. Because that's what you get. <laughs> that's the kind of yeah, quality you get, you get for yeah. free. <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, so, Buzz is telling this story, and all the while... Kevin is very, very scared. Very visibly scared. He's like, eh. Yeah, because you can't show fear because this is the 80s. Actually, 1990. This is the really? 90s. Just right out of the 80s, yeah. 
Wow. Oh, like actually just straight up 1990? Yeah, just 1990. Okay, yep. I thought it, you were saying like in the 90s. No, no, no. I mean it, in the 90s, yes, but specifically 1990. It, it does feel like a deep 80s movie. Like we've gone into deep does. 80s I, territory. I, I, I think it's how they're dressed. I think that's really the biggest thing yeah. that makes it feel. And also that they could just wander around without anyone caring. Yeah. <laughs> like if there was an eight-year-old kid just wa- wandering around the city that'd be a lot of the uh, <laughs> fuss nowadays well, yeah advice city i don't know about other cities probably not in a small town but i don't think that's a small town so while this is going on the police officer is still there and he's asking about everybody and outside you get a shot of this pizza delivery boy just speeding into the driveway <laughs> and he hits his brakes knocks over this statue which becomes a running joke throughout the whole movie Anybody with a car just knocks this fucking statue over. And he gets out of the car. He has this giant-ass stack of pizzas, knocks on the door. Somebody opens it up, sees the police officer. He's like, oh, hey, here you go. That's going to be one twenty-two fifty, which is so much money for pizza. I guess that makes a lot of sense for how many pizzas. Uh, I think there was 12 pizzas, so that's roughly 10 per pizza, which is a lot in the 90s. So I think, that's a lot in the 90s. That's a lot now still, I feel. I, I think it was 10 pizzas, each going for 12 bucks, and I feel like that's pretty a pretty good price. I mean, because, like... Maybe now, but, like, again, this I mean, is, like, Domino's into you get, 90s. You get a pizza for six bucks at Domino's. Well, those are, like, Boriello, like, style pizza, though. Yeah, like those are better. Large pizzas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but this is also, like, a, they look like they're kind of rich, so I feel like they're probably gonna... No, no, you remember the pizza you said man just lower told middle him class. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, lower The pizza man just class, told yeah. him that price. That's not actually how much the pizzas are worth. <laughs> he just says whatever number comes to his head. All right, so... The officer asks Kevin's dad, because the dad finally gets there, what their security situation is like. And he's like, oh, you know, I have the same security as everybody. Automatic lights. Keep the doors locked. That's as much as you can do nowadays, right? And the guy's like, yeah, that's true. And then he grabs all the pizzas. He's like, yeah, well, no, somebody will take care of it. It's fine. No, no, Actually, the no, uncle, the uncle grabs yeah. all the pizzas. Also, the way you said it, it sounded like the cop did that and just grabbed <laughs> the pizzas and left. Cop just takes the pizzas. <laughs> he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> no. This pizza guy delivers the pizza. Uncle grabs all the pizzas. Father goes in, tells him all that stuff. Father walks away, tells the mom in the kitchen, like, hey, we owe the pizza guy one twenty two fifty plus tip. It's like one twenty two fifty, and that's when he spouts out the pizza math. Well, twelve pizzas, ten dollars each. So the mom goes out there, pays the pizza boy, gives him a tip, he says, Hey, nice tip which comes back later. Yeah, did you, did they ever yeah, say what the tip back. was? No, just nice. I'm going to assume they gave him $200. I think they gave him 450s. That's my guess. 450s. Okay. I mean, yeah. That would be a really <laughs> good tip. Yeah, imagine getting tipped $78 roughly. That would be such a nice in tip. 90s money. Yeah, in you 90s know what? money. Yeah. So, in the kitchen, everyone's eating the pizza, just having a good old time, drinking Pepsi. Pepsi. Pepsi's prominent and everywhere that really in makes that you kitchen. Want to drink Pepsi. Really, I know. Like, I don't know why, but I really they, want a Pepsi right I now. I could go really. I could go for a Crystal yeah, Pepsi right and now. And pizza, cheese yeah. pizza, perf- when, and the cheese pizza especially. Little Little Nero's cheese pizza. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Pepsi. I would like to know. The mom was like, "Hey, drink the milk." No one's drinking milk. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Fuck why no. would you drink milk with pizza? Also, have... what gross? That was just like a thing in the eighties and nineties. Milk was with every meal. That messes in like TV and movies you know, and stuff like I, that. It was probably the food pyramid. Is my Probably, guess. Probably, yeah. Because they were like, hey, look, you need seven cups of milk a day. <laughs> that is, like, they keep changing the food pyramid, and that's one of the things is, like, they keep trying to be like, no, you don't actually need, to, like, t- 
ten bowls of milk. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually have to drink an entire gallon in a day. They didn't know that back then. That's why you know milk of everything. No. <laughs> actually, some of the commercial, like, because there were always the like, drink milk commercials, and then it's like there were just commercials for beef. Like, yeah, just eat it. But but why? <laughs> like, did they just not? Did, did people not eat beef back then? No, not enough. If people aren't buying enough beef, then you can't have more cows to slaughter. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just seems so weird. Maybe it's because, like, I'm born in the late... Two- like, I watched commercials in the late 2000s, but, like... I That's the most generic commercial in existence. Just beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the most American commercial in existence. Yeah. And, like, it, it, commercial, it confuses me so much because, like, my father always, like, did, like, where's the beef? And I thought that was just, like, the weird Arby's thing where they're like, where's the meat? Oh, we have the meat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a weird thing that Arby's used to do. No, they just were like, beef. Beef. Yeah. Direct it. <laughs> inject it directly into your arteries. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Get a hot slab of beef right now and chuck it right in your mouth. <laughs> so they're in the kitchen eating pizza. Kevin starts getting all bitchy, being like, well, did you guys get any cheese pizza? And Buzz is like, yeah, we got some cheese <laughs> pizza. Dick. But you're going to have to wait for one of us to throw it up because we ate it. And it's gone. And he's like, oh, man. And then he looks over at the little kid on the table. His name is Fuller, by the way. Played by Macaulay Culkin's other brother. One of his other brothers. So you're just kidding. Played by Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> um, and he just, like, takes a sip of Pepsi, looks directly at the camera, and smiles. And just pisses himself. I imagine so. With the look <laughs> that he like gave. It had like a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> like it sounded like he was just pissing himself. Because like they bring that up earlier. They're like, you're going to have to sleep with Fuller and yeah, he's going to piss himself. Like, oh, I hate sleeping with Fuller. He always pees the bed and you know it. And his mom's like, yeah, well, you got to do it though. <laughs> someone has to. Yeah, someone There's, has to sleep with him. It's not going to be me. We only shit. have eight different <laughs> bedrooms. <laughs> we are a lower middle class Kevin, family. we're just trying to we get can't by. Afford... Okay. <laughs> do you know how many weeks we had to work to get this pizza half half weeks <laughs> so buzz starts to pretend like he's throwing up he tells kevin to get a plate ready and kevin gets pissed he tackles him starts this whole fight and chaos in there spills milk and soda everywhere all over the counter which they just have their passports laid about on which is weird and then Fuller tries to run away. The dad, like... Squishes his face. Yeah, yeah. The uncle, like, scoots up behind him. And it ends up squishing Fuller. Because he dies. The, if only. <laughs> because the dad, like, freaks out, gets up, spills Pepsi everywhere. All kinds of chaos. Everyone's freaking out. They end up throwing a bunch of stuff away. Pizza's ruined from all the Pepsi everywhere. Pizza's just completely ruined. The real horrible tragedy in this yeah, situation. Like you, just get, you just have to look at soggy pizza, and I hate that. Like... I hate when movies make you look at ruined food because it just makes me sad. <laughs> I could have eaten that. Yes, that's what I think so much in my life. Just I could have eaten that. Food. Also, I think the first <laughs> moment where we hear the Kevin scream, where he just loses his shit for no reason. <laughs> so everything spilled chaos everywhere. Uncle angrily gets up from the table and calls Kevin a little jerk. Basically, everybody hates Kevin at this point, point. they're just staring yeah. at him like, why do you even exist? 
Yeah, what? Freaking Ron Weasley's like, you are a disease, Kevin. <laughs> He's not Ron Weasley. He's not Ron Weasley. <laughs> He's just redhead. He looks exactly like Ron Weasley. Not all redheads look the same. Yeah, but Ron Weasley does. I feel like he's like a, a character, like a kid who would get eaten on. Yeah, it. Like, that's what he reminds me of. Like someone who get killed by a clown yeah, early on in the you. movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, hey, yeah, maybe maybe there in Halloween. Go. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. So Kevin gets mad. Yes. Why do I always get treated like scum to his mom? And she's marching him up to the upstairs. And she's like, "You have to sleep upstairs tonight." And they're marched upstairs at this point. He's like, "I already am upstairs." She opens the door. She's like, "No." Up upstairs yeah, also, in the attic. They're just straight. There's a door to a, a fucking staircase. Yeah. <laughs> and what are we gonna do? We were supposed to build another. They were supposed to have another floor on this house. Ah, oh, fuck us. Put it right here. There's a door there. It's okay. Was there? This is a. Was there a door at the no, top of no, the staircase? No. It was or basically just go into the attic. room. Okay. Yeah. That, but like, they really should have just did like the drop down attic thing. Fancy person attic. Yeah. That's for poor people. <laughs> not lower middle class families. <laughs> not like not like those lower middle class families with their stairs and their attics. So obviously through all of this, what we didn't mention earlier is the cop seemed to be pretty thrilled about all the chaos going on. Yeah. Says that he's happy and that he's gonna be that the house is gonna be safely in his hands. Does a dumb little smile, and he has a golden tooth, and it shines. Shines has a nice little <laughs> twinkle to it. It looks so dumb, to be quite honest, and I believe at least, yeah, just like ching. Yeah. And then when Kevin's mom marches him up to the attic, they have this whole argument, saying that Kevin wishes that he didn't have a family, or at least this family. And she's like, you wouldn't say that. He's like, yeah, I do. I do believe that. I wish you guys weren't my family. His mom's like, well, maybe if you wish hard enough, we won't be. He's like, I will. And then she tells him not to come downstairs the rest of the night because people are fucking tired of him. And then she closes the door on him. And he gets no food. Yeah, he gets no food because, you know, good mom. Yeah. Also, doesn't she... And then magic happens. Yeah, and then everyone in existence disappears, and it's actually the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. No, 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 but think about it. The way they set that up, they had, like, the, that, that music, which I think that classic Home Alone music, which I love, yeah, by like, the way, dun, going dun, on in the dun, background. Dun, dun, dun. Nope, that's Star Wars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I know, right? But then you see, like, the tree branch, like, fall onto the, the wires. Yeah. Which is like, oh, no, yeah. he's going to get his wish. Also, you know, I, I love to that. start. Like, they didn't start with, like, oh, whoa, it's really windy. He started with, like, a freaking lawn gnome flying through the front yeah. yard. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I was like, oh, how do we establish a wind scene? Uh, just chuck something. Yeah, just, just chuck that yeah. lawn gnome over there. <laughs> just... So a giant storm happens the night while everyone's sleeping, knocks the power out, which is terrible because the family had planned to wake up 8 a.m. sharp mm-hmm. and get out of the house early so they can make oh, it on time yeah. for their flight. Since the power was knocked out and nobody's alarm goes off, the mom wakes up hearing noises outside or something, sees that the alarm is broken, reaches for her wristwatch, notices the time, and then you have this great 90s montage of them freaking out. They stare at each other like, we slept in! And then everybody's like scrambling around trying to get everything yeah. ready, all in their pajamas. Although I felt like her her freakout was pretty realistic. Yeah, like yeah. It did. Oh, it's like, like oh shit. Yeah, that kind of like was cringy to watch because I was like, ugh. Yeah, you know, everyone's kind of a good yeah, screamer sure. in this movie. So everyone's freaking out. The buses to pick them up 
to pick the family up from the airport or there. They're knocking on the door. She's like, I don't get why they're not answering. They said, be here at 8 a.m. sharp. Yeah, it's like 10.40 p.m. Yeah. And then this little kid comes up while everybody's loading all their stuff into these vans. And he's the weirdest, most annoying little character. And he's in it for like two minutes. Yeah, he's he's like, you guys going out of town? Do you know the McCallickers are going to France? Is it cold there? Do these vans get good gas mileage? How fast does this thing go? Does it have automatic transmission? Does it have four-wheel drive? And I just... I want to punch that kid. Like, if I were actually there, I would probably just push the kid out of the car and say he slipped. You know what's interesting, though, is when I first watched that movie as a kid, I actually thought that that was Kevin. So I was like, why did he go to the van? And then, like, when they did the head count, he just went back inside and went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be such a good movie. Like, he just walks out tired, gets head count, and then just goes back inside. (laughs) It's very confused as a child, then. I could see that. I mean, (laughs) honestly, my stupid kid brain, I just kind of was like, yeah, next time I'll go and sleep. (laughs) So they're doing the head count, and the mom asks the dad, like, hey, do you have the passport? So, yeah, I just put him in the microwave to dry, which is a weird thing, but whatever. Also, they were wet, like, last night. Yeah. Why are they still in the microwave? Why are they still wet, and why are they in the microwave? (laughs) Yeah, I don't – here's another thing. I don't know why they make such a big deal about these passports. Because that's not even the reason why Kevin's left behind. Yeah. Like, they make a big deal about the passports getting messed up and then grabbing the passports, but he's just left behind because of a stupid headcount. So I don't know why they concentrate on that so much. It's weird. Anyway, neighbor kid gets mistaken for Kevin during the headcount, which is what leads to Kevin being left behind, because the mom asks, like, hey, did you get the headcount? She's like, yeah, there's this many boys, this many girls, this many parents, this many bus drivers, partridge in a pear tree, all that good stuff. Yeah. And the repair guy goes up to the mom, so taking off to the airport, and he's like, Hey, listen, like, we got the power back up, but the phone lines are going to be down for a few more days. Might be even longer with the holidays. She's like, yeah, okay, shuts the door on him. And so we have a nice excuse to why immediately Kevin didn't just call the cops. Yeah. Which is nice that it's just written in there. As if it's a good excuse, eh. I mean, he's a kid, so the fact that he even knows 911 at all is kind of surprising. Then it goes to a shot of all the family panicking, freaking out. Going into the airport, running through everybody, they get to the gate, and he's like, has the flight taken off? She's like, no, you're just in time. She just opens the door and lets everybody in. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like this is such a clearly before 9-11 type of movie, because... Yeah. <laughs> the part, no, the part that baffled me most was like, hey, yeah, just go find a seat. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, just sit wherever you want. It's <laughs> fun. Right. I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. And apparently you could just sit in front class. What are, up first class? First class. I like front class. Upper middle yeah, class. front class. <laughs> Lower. <laughs> front Lower. class. <laughs> that makes more sense. It's the front of the... I almost said the front of the boat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. At this point, Kevin wakes up. House is completely empty. He's just wandering around. He uses the bathroom. Goes downstairs. Turns the TV on in the kitchen. Like, all lower-middle-class families have a TV kitchen. And then he realizes something is off, turns the TV off, calls out for his mom. Mom isn't there, of course. Lots of Kevin walking around asking where his family is. Mom? Dad? Mom? Dad? Which is actually a really smart, like, director scene. Because if you're not paying attention, it just seems like Kevin's walking around the house, wandering around, and asking for his parents. But subliminally, you're getting a tour of the layout of the house. So you kind of already have this picture in your mind of how the house is supposed to work and run before the big climax oh, yeah. scene happens, which is yeah. really it's very smart, important actually. for it too. Yeah. In a filmmaking perspective. I mean, I couldn't tell you the layout of their house, though, to be quite honest. Really? 
I feel like it's kind of cemented it in my head. I like it seems like okay. Here's the kitchen, and that's connected to the front of the house, and that's the stairway to five bedrooms, and there's like a stair to the attic, and then you just can exist in the basement somehow. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. basements just appear. That's those are the rules. <laughs> I did live in one, so I think that yeah, they double as morgues. But but yeah, I think Deeper. you do get like a a very general idea of what the house is supposed to. And it, I mean, you don't need to get super super specific. It's just so people, you know. Yeah, Kevin's not like, oh no, they're not on the second stair of my house <laughs> that I could potentially put some glue on. Yeah. Better check the blueprint. Just like a nice... into the blueprint. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check the air ducts. <laughs> no, they saved that clever foreshadowing for the third Home Alone movie. Oh, so they go into more detail at that point. You know, when I when I watch Home Alone, I feel like the essence to a lot of like. Um, like intruder movies today is really there. You know what I mean? Like, I I, yeah. I know it's going to sound weird, but I feel like there are some correlations to like, and this is going to sound really weird, but to like funny games and stuff like that. This is like the... I can't believe they ripped off fun in games. <laughs> you haven't even seen the movie. No. <laughs> you don't even know what the movie is. I didn't, even, I didn't know it was a movie until now. Oh, I did not know funny games was that old. It's kind of wow. old. It's either early '80s or '90s. It might be early 2000s. Am I thinking of the the if right one with like the 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 people in Germany, the home in Germany that you showed me? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I have the internet. That that's a yeah. That's really brutal for like the '80s. And yeah, remember when I tried showing you that movie and I was like, "It's a dark comedy," and we got done watching it and you're like. How is this a dark comedy at all? <laughs> this is just a dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so the original Funny Games came out in 1997. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's after Home Alone. Yeah, that's seven years after Home Alone. So, yeah, so Funny Games ripped off Home Alone. Funny Games. Well, you know, so there's... Mr. Fun Games ripped off Home Alone. <laughs> I don't know. It's just there's there's this, you know, like, breaking into the person's no, house. No, I get, I get what you mean, like... Yeah, I see the correlation. All right, so Kevin goes outside, and he notes out loud, like, well, the ca- the cars are here because the car- garage door's open, so they couldn't have left the airport, which leads him to assume that, like, my wish came true! Wow! Yeah, he just thinks magic happened. Which he's eight, so. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I like that scene, by the way, just because the, the first is like, I made my family disappear. And he, like, thinks of all the shitty things his family did. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And they're gone. Oh, Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, so, like, they're, like, Buzzy's like, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. And, like, that did. I don't think he said that in the movie, did he? No. He maybe just made no. that up. Yeah, like. That's the one line. Look, all the other lines are actual lines, though. Why is that one just Buzz? Buzz said shitty things to him. Why did they have to make up something? <laughs> and at this point, Kevin gets super excited, starts going crazy around the house, basically checking out everything, making a mess of everything, until he eventually finds his older brother Buzz's chest where he keeps all of his cool private stuff. Yeah. Uh, he finds all kinds of weird cards, a Playboy in there, which Kevin looks at for two seconds. He's like, ew, they all have their clothes off. Apparently, one of the most vital thing Buzz owns is a bag of chips, because, like, it's just front and center. 
And <laughs> it's just a bag of chips. <laughs> I mean, you live in a you live in a house with a bigger family. You, know, you, you live in a lower you live in a lower middle class home. You can't afford chips all the time. You know, he, Listen, he whenever I was hanging, he might have some eating problems. If he's hiding food in that house, I think is probably like well. Like well stuffed well with off. food, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I remember hanging out with you in your house. He's like, "Hey, do you want like a bagel?" And you would just like pull bagels out of your closet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not unheard of. All right. So Kevin notices a BB gun hanging on the wall. He gets his nice, great, childish grin about him, and he sets up all these little army men and action figures and takes target practice. I think they're just the um, gun. baseball figures, right? Yeah. Oh, is that what they are? Baseball. Yeah, I, I guess they used to just sell generic baseball figures that you can't do anything with because they're all in very specific poses. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Was what it is... was it baseball figures and then there was like a spatula in between or something? Yeah, like yeah. That? a spatula was keeping like the door up. Okay, I, I should know. So I thought that they just had this like framed spatula in their house. <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought there was like a layer of glass or something. I was like, why do they just have a framed spatula? Now we know how that lower middle class family makes their money. They're obviously <laughs> in some 80s world. Cause we're, this is deep 80s. This is like like the death of the 80s is Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. basically, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back to Kevin. He's watching a movie that his uncle wouldn't let him watch earlier. It's this corny gangster movie, black and white. Do you remember the we- movie, by the way, what it was called? No. It was what well, it was called Angels with Filthy Souls was the name of the what? Yeah. <laughs> was the name of the cassette that he was in. I think his uncle recorded over another video. Actually you're probably <laughs> <laughs> let, I'll I'll let myself be stupid. Was that a real movie or was that just made No, for this? they did make that movie up okay. for this. They filmed that specifically. Because I know a lot of stuff like that do use like real move real old movies. No, there's a couple of other points in it that are real movies. But this one was shot and made just for this. Okay. I do feel like, for yeah. me, it's the part that sticks out the most. When I think of Home Alone, I always think of that cassette. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Yeah. So he's he's sitting there watching the movie. It starts to get extremely violent. All these gunshots going off. And Kevin gets very frightened. Because he's eight years old. Because he's eight years old. And this is kind of one of the first times where you're, it kicks back into your head like, right, this is just a child still. He's also eating, like, nine scoops of ice cream. Nine scoops of ice cream, marshmallows, cereal on top of it, like a kid would eat. All found yeah. in Buzz's little hidey hole. You know? Yeah, that yeah. was all in the chest. <laughs> yeah, the ice cream was very, very melted. It came melted. <laughs> just like, yeah, Buzz is just hiding all this, everything. In his, it's like a, there's just a gallon of milk in there, too. Just like, yeah. oh, jeez. The real tragedy is Buzz's eating disorder. <laughs> that's yeah, the was... unspoken tragedy of this entire movie <laughs> yeah yeah, he ate an entire cheese pizza basically yeah, an entire oh, and... Pi- and he didn't look happy about eating it in that part either he's no. just literally shoving it but in it's his cool because he's, he's bulimic like, oh. so he just throws it back up oh that's yeah. good then he keeps his yeah, well I mean not really but he's trying <laughs> as well as, 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 well as he, he, no I, he seems like a football player so he's probably he has to bulk up to a point but he can't be too bulk oh yeah right. or else you yeah you need to that's, run that's still. what he tells that's himself true. he's a football player <laughs> <laughs> I like this. So, like, uh, let's get this straight. So, Kevin has is somewhere on the spectrum, and Buzz has an eating disorder. That's where we. That's what we've decided. This is the. I'm gonna go ahead and say the mom's a narcissist. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yes. Really? I don't. uh, The mom's. I would guess. 
I would say so. <laughs> we'll get to I thought some she of that was nice. <laughs> well, that maybe says a lot about your time growing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be something I'm missing. Maybe she said something. I don't know. Uh, the part where she banned Kevin up to the attic to sleep with the person who pisses his bed. Yeah, you got to do food. that. Your kid's acting like, yeah, I'm, you know, send them up there to be pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> As is ample punishment. <laughs> all I'm saying is there's a deleted scene where they're all eating in the kitchen and that kid, Newman or whatever his name, he's going, he's reaching for the milk and the mom's like, no, you get the Pepsi. And she gives a sharp look to Kevin. You know, because she knows. <laughs> she knows why he needs that. She gives, him, she gives him the entire two liter. Like some <laughs> Neanderthal who drinks two liters at once. Which, which, which actually goes into the scene of him drinking it and then doing that thing with his eyes where he's like. like yeah, it's so doing weird. The yeah. He's just know, a weird does kid. Does he ever talk in the movie either? That's it no. for him. Yeah, I that's think that's it. his scene. He just yeah. <laughs> winks at the camera, basically. There's way too many characters in this movie, and I get why. But like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's... maybe he died in the kitchen, and that's why we never <laughs> seen him. <again. laughs> he pissed himself to death. <laughs> uh, the uncle squished his face, and they just left his corpse. They're like, oh, we got to go to France. Yeah, we got to go to France. Leave him. <laughs> <laughs> in the entire movie, Kevin's just walking around his corpse, and it never, you know, you never see we it. We never see that. Actually, I don't think we ever get the same shot of the kitchen. No, well, you we see do. some flies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> All right. So we get a shot of the parents on the plane. They're in first class. The uncle's like, oh, hey, is that real silver? Put put that. Or no, crystal. Yeah. Like, is that real crystal? Put that in your bag. Put that in your bag. Oh no! Fill my fill my glass up, please. No, all the way up. Thank you. And it goes to the yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, the, yeah. The worst. I, I, when I saw that scene, I was like, "This guy hits his wife." Because she's like, "Yeah, one hundred percent." We'll just add that to the list of uh, Home Alone. Of all the horrible Home Alone people. Head cannons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it goes to the parents. They're talking, <laughs> and she's like, "I feel like I forgot something." And Dad's like, "No, no, you didn't." Like, Did I turn the coffee pot off? Like, no, you didn't, because I did. Like, oh, okay, okay. Wink. Yeah. And he's like, well, I know I'm forgetting something. Like, you know what? I didn't close the garage. And that's what you're forgetting. That's it. No, no, I think I'm forgetting something else. She lays back, and then, <gasps> Kevin! And they finally realize that they forgot an entire child in a different country. Also, how did, like, what made her think Kevin at that moment? I don't... Just that it was nice for once? Maybe. <laughs> like that they weren't worried. Maybe. And at this point, Kevin is still having a blast at the house. You see him on top of the stairs with a sled. Oh, that's awesome. In full winter regalia. Yeah. And he just sleds down the stairs, hits through the door, goes outside. Hits a bush. Hits a bush. It's a great time. You know, when I did, I remember these scenes were very powerful, right? Like, they're, they're so much more than watching them. It's like just basic kid stuff. And that, that's what I kind of like about the movie is they make these really small things like just going down a sled or going down a sled on a stairs yeah. and really giving it that magic, I think, is pretty cool. It, yeah. it's, it's a movie seen through the eyes as a kid. And I do think that's really kind of clever in some ways. Like, I guess we already passed it, but, like, there's a scene where he goes in the furnace is, like, yeah, laughing right. at him. Yeah, and so like, he's horribly afraid of the basement because there's this furnace downstairs. Yeah. And he thinks it like has this mouth and it's this evil presence and he's horribly, horribly scared of it. 
Yeah, like, it's a movie entirely through the eyes of the kid, and it makes you wonder, like, what's, like, exaggerated what's not sometimes. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, when I watched it as a kid, <clears throat> I remember that sled scene, and in my mind, I was like, oh, he goes, like, 12 feet into the air, it's amazing, and then I watch it now, I was like, he probably didn't even make three feet. Yeah. No, but, like, <laughs> that's, that's, it's because you're a kid, like, it in real yeah, life, Kevin yeah. probably would have just broke his neck, like, yeah. but when you're <laughs> a kid, you probably would have made know, it down the stairs. <laughs> yeah he probably they're a rug that was a rug stare it probably wouldn't gain any traction he'd probably be like yeah. whatever he gained he'd probably like side swipe the like, stairs like the railing and this <laughs> topple over you know yeah. <laughs> that's what would happen to me yeah. at least I mean. so then we get to the parents and all the family landing in paris and the uncle shows just how much of a piece of shit he is yet again because he's like, you know what? I lost a pair of reading glasses once. It's like, that makes you feel better. No, like I lost my kid. Like he's literally comparing losing his reading yeah. glasses to losing an entire child. He probably sees that as equivalent. He he almost crushed one of his children. Yeah. That's well, he true. did kind of crush his child. So while the parents are in Paris, <laughs> okay, there's this girl on the phone, and they're like, "Yo, get off the phone!" And she's like, "I'm sorry, I don't speak." Yeah, she's like basically trying to say she doesn't speak English. And like, like, just get off the phone, and they just pull her off of the phone. Yeah, they and just take, take it over. Her, like, and like the person's like, "Oh, this is like, oh, Sean," and they're like, "Oh, she'll have to call you back," and then fucking hangs up on him. Yeah. Just, they're the shittiest family in the world, is really all it comes down to. <laughs> so they they go through, and they're trying to get a hold of all these people, and none of them can, because everybody's off on vacation, like all lower middle-class neighborhoods are at this mm-hmm. time of the year. And so they can't get a hold of anybody. And at that point, you get a shot of a van, which turns out to be the two villains of the story. The Wet Bandits. The Wet Bandits, as we would the later learn. The Wet Bandits. One of them, Harry, who is the bald one, and Marv, the big lanky one. Can you say he's bald at that point in the movie? I assume. He's wearing a hat. I... It's he cold. becomes bald. So? You're cold. You are cold. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, one of the people that we see, <laughs> the one whose name is Harry, turns out that he was pretending to be a cop at the beginning of the movie. That's who we saw. And he was just going around the neighborhood asking everybody's family what their security was so that he could learn who he could steal from while everybody was away for the holidays, which is kind of ingenious, I guess. Way smarter than there actually are. Yeah, much smarter than they ever turn out to be in the rest of the movie. Well, I mean, like in real life, how many cops are going to knock on your door and be like, what kind of security do you have? <laughs> hey, what kind of security you got? This is the 90s. <laughs> like, I, like in the 90s, at a different time when cops can apparently just go and be like, hey, how's your wife? And then they like, hey, your wife? <laughs> Whereas if they asked that now, you'd immediately be like, you're fucking my wife, aren't you? Yeah. You're, you're going to fuck my wife? Like in, the 90s, in the 90s, you didn't assume the cops were fucking your wife. Think... They might have been, but you didn't assume it. I think, hey, how's your wife is lingo for I'm fucking your wife at any time yeah. in American <laughs> history. <laughs> I, also, I apologize that the most cop thing I could think of is, hey, how's your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to do that. <laughs> like, there's, no, like, there's no situation ever unless you're fucking their wife when you would ever say that. This, no matter if you're a cop or not. So I apologize. Also, if someone's telling you, hey, how's your wife? You might want to look into stats. <laughs> 
just showing up at your doorstep dressed as a police officer. I don't know. Apparently the milkman did this too. Just like... I th- I'm pretty sure that's why we don't have milkmen anymore. They were like, people are wised up that they're just fucking everyone's wives. Yeah, that was the one perk of being a milkman. You gotta fuck wives. That's why I'm the milkman. But also, on the cop thing... <laughs> <laughs> Cop shows up. Hey, how's your wife? Also, do you have any cameras around here? Just <laughs> hey, how's your wife? Also, can I get it? Is it possible to get into your house at nighttime? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep things real safe while you're in France. I'll clean up. Is after- your wife going with you, by the way? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Harry's bragging to Marv about knowing everything that's all going on in the street and he starts saying addresses and when he says the address of a certain house all the lights turn on showing that he knows what time all the automatic lights go on because he just paid that much attention he really checked the neighborhood out which is actually a uh, checked all the wives keeping up with the joneses moment because the lights have like seconds between each other for when they go up, you know? Everybody in the neighborhood just planned. I see the Murphys have their up at 6. Well, I don't want to do 5.50. That would be weird. I don't, I don't want to go too late. I don't want to go before them. I don't want to be the first one on the street with the we'll, lights on. We'll do split seconds after. No one will notice that. <laughs> <laughs> the, this is They'll honest. have to assume it was a coincidence then, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the neighborhood. I wouldn't put it faster if they're like, Hey, Muffy, when's your lights going on tonight? And they're like, hey, the mechanical cough disease, when's, your, when's yours going on? So this oh, yes, man's just walking around having a seizure. Call the police. Police officer shows up. How's your wife? Oh, shit. <laughs> Not this guy. God damn it. <laughs> So while he's trying to show off that he knows the times of these houses so well, he keeps calling Kevin's house the silver fish, or the silver tuna, which, is that just a term that thieves use for really... I think it's a fishing term, like gold tuna, silver tuna, bronze tuna. I think I would accept that. And then the shot goes to Kevin inside, watching the Grinch, with piles and piles of trash and junk food just strewn about his feet yeah. because he's a child and he doesn't really know how to do anything he's still a kid he can't just cook to be fair like yeah that and like they didn't leave him anything because no one was right. gonna be there they in fact tried to eat everything because they were going on vacation yeah there's no milk there's no uh there there is cereal Eggs. he ate it all i guess yeah, he just ate all of it on the ice cream though <laughs> there's no they apparently had zero leftover pizza too well, Buzz wanted to make sure he didn't get any. <laughs> Buzz just ate. They were like, ah, we got like four slices, four whole pies left. Should we give them to the homeless? And Buzz was like, no, I want it. Give I don't it. want Kevin to even know there was pizza left. <laughs> I'm going Mom, to... it's cool. I'll just throw it up. <laughs> Buzz is just, okay. Yeah, Buzz is a shitty dude. He's, <laughs> he's, no longer, he's no longer okay. He's back to shit. <laughs> All right, so they see the silver tuna, as they call Kevin's house, and so they go and try and steal from it. But Kevin, being the quick-witted kid that he is, notices they're trying to steal and turns the lights on in the basement door that they're trying to break into just on time so that they believe that somebody is home and knows that they're there. So they get scared, run off, because they thought nobody was home, but clearly somebody must be if the lights turned on. So 
Marv and Harry leave. And Kevin hides under Kevin the bed. Kevin hides because he's horribly scared. And there's this whole thing about him hiding and running away. And then he finally gets up and he's like, you know what? I'm not scared. Actually, no. What happens first is the parents get a hold of the, the police. police in that town, which takes them forever to actually get real officers. It's this whole big comedy spiel that I can't do justice explaining. You just it's have to great. see it. It's pretty good, though, actually. It's a pretty good part of the movie. But eventually, the mom convinces somebody to send somebody to the house to check on Kevin. The cop gets there. He knocks on the door twice. Like, well, I did my job. Nobody's here, obviously. And he just leaves after 30 yeah. seconds Which is later. the worst justification. It's like, oh, there's a kid in here, but I see no sign of a kid. It must be fine. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that's when you really want to look for the kid. You yeah, know? it's like, oh, God, this kid's dead. <laughs> this kid, like, actually, that should have been, like, someone clearly broke into this home. This kid's not answering anything. Because he's eight. He's going to answer the door. Yeah, but as we know, police do not care unless they know the wife's home. The wife's the one that called from Paris. He has no need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so the cop goes away. Kevin's hiding upstairs in the bed. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to be scared anymore. And he runs outside and he starts yelling, I'm not scared of you. I'm not afraid. Until he sees Shovel Man walk up, which puts him in immediate fright. And he runs back inside screaming, yeah. very clearly still scared. And this is the point where the, the movie had a choice to make. It could have gone down the funny games ranch or it could have yes. kept following the, the you know the home alone this is when it could have been funny games yeah it would have been awful too because they would have done some serious character building for this kid about to be tortured and murdered <laughs> <laughs> i'm not afraid anymore <laughs> really swore on it that it was just the bee's knees and so i had to really i thought it was it very funny when i first He's watched like, it which says maybe a lot about like, me hey rocky this, this movie is the cat's pajamas yeah Rocky's pretty like, much <laughs> He's like, you're going to think this movie's so funny in the end. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's all going to be hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> Definitely Home Alone uh, took a very different route for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's the next day finally, and Kevin is preparing to go out for the day. He's getting prepared. He has taken a shower. He's combing his hair. This is when you get another one of those very classic memorable scenes to where he puts mm -hmm. aftershave on puts his hands to his face and screams because it burns so which much. scream is which, this that scene always is this the third scream ah that one it's the one in the no, no, i yeah. i remember the Can't scene but i mean if we're going to count every time he screams like this is this the third time now oh oh third or fourth i think it might be the fourth i thought it was the second but i think there was one earlier if you count the buzz one i think it's third Third we'll one. say third. Yeah, there had to be yeah. one between. I actually, so I heard the second one. I was like, oh, there's the iconic scream. There's no more screams <laughs> left. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of screams. Because like people always talk about, they say they make it sound like there's one scream in this movie. Not yeah, you know, with yeah. as much as they practiced or had people practice screaming for this movie, you would have thought that it would have gone a completely different way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kevin's preparing for the day. He realizes that he doesn't have money, goes into Buzz's room, climbs all of his shelves to get to his savings, ends up breaking every single shelf on the wall, letting the tarantula loose. But he does finally get to the life savings of Buzz's, which turns out to be not a whole lot of money, but a whole lot of money to an eight-year-old. Yep. Takes all of it. And he goes out for the day to go and buy a toothbrush of all things. And he asks if the toothbrush is approved by the American Dental Association. And the lady's like, fucking, 
I don't know. It's a toothbrush. You're eight. Like, well, can you find out? Okay. He calls over the pharmacy. He's like, I don't. I don't know if it is. Also, I love it because, like, you could see on her face, she clearly just wanted this guy to be like, oh, yeah, kid, that's definitely associated yeah. by the dentist of uh, America. Yeah, she just wanted the pharmacist to be like, yeah, of course. And he's like, I don't know. Fucking just, he's a kid. You can just say yes. Just yeah. lie to him. It's fine. But at that point, Kevin gets freaked out because to the left of him, Shovel Man comes down, puts his hand on some glass. Kevin freaks out because he is horribly afraid of Shovel Man still. Yeah, but also Shovel Man, like, got stabbed. Yeah, there's he's just something's wrong with his hand, and it doesn't say and sh- what. Oh yeah, they never talk about that, do they? No, his hand's no. just, just bleeding. Has, like, a whole, yeah, and like it's bleeding in that scene, so it's clearly fresh. Like it wasn't like it, a scar or something. And he slams it on the counter, which is just disgusting. Like he has. Yeah. You know, also, you just cut in what... front of this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think he's buying. It looked like he was buying smokes, but like, what the heck? Shuffle man's a dick. Who knows? <laughs> But so Shovel Kevin, Man is everywhere. Yeah, he is. He's everywhere that Kevin is as well. So Kevin gets freaked out. He's running away, and the girl's like, hey, you have to you have to pay for that toothbrush. And then she calls this stock boy. He's like, I forget what his name is, but he's like, hey, he's stealing that toothbrush. And the dude just calls to action, starts running after Kevin outside. He doesn't follow Kevin out of the sidewalk, but luckily there's a police officer right across the street, and the retail worker screams over. He's like, shoplifter! And for some reason, the police officer takes it incredibly seriously that this little kid is apparently stealing something. Yeah. And this police officer just runs after this kid it poorly. It could be a tiny child. It could be a tiny man, for all he knew. It's sure, it could have been a very small man. But it's Doing still everything... just a toothbrush. Yeah. Look, I Doing... didn't know that. That could have been priceless jewels. <laughs> That's true, yeah. From the, they... like the, the, the dollar store. Yeah, price yeah. dollar jewels. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin runs away from the cop, slides on some ice. The cop can't do it. Kevin gets away from the cop. He's walking home. The cop just gives up. Yeah, the cop just gives up. Which the <laughs> he cop got like nailed by one, one person, I think. Like one person slammed into him and he was done. Yeah, he hit the hockey player. Yeah, yeah. That was a small pond. I probably would have just ran around the pond. And met him on the other side instead of, like, risking careened into by, like, 20 different people. Listen, this cop can't even keep up with an eight-year-old. That's you true, actually. Can, he can yeah. catch him if he ran around this pond. He's like, oh. This officer didn't have anything going for him. Hold up, little buddy, I think he said. And he's chasing this kid, like, just, like, right behind him. <laughs> the second cop shows up. He's like, hey, what are you doing here, man? Uh, yeah. How's your wife? (laughs) (laughs) So after he steals his toothbrush, we see Kevin walking home. And then we get a shot of Marv and Harry stealing from this house. To which you get a voice message while they're stealing from this house from the mom, leaving a message on Neighbor's Machine saying, Hey, we're off in Paris. Can you please check on the house? It shouldn't. Kevin might be there alone. They're like, Oh, the parents aren't there. It should just be a kid. So they're stealing from this house. They steal a bunch of stuff. They leave. And Harry's in the car waiting. And Marv comes out. He's like, you didn't do the thing, did you? He's like, of course I did the thing. That's our that's our, that's our, our calling card. I have to do it. He's like, you left the water running? That's just cruel. He's like, of course I left the water running. We're the wet bandits. Also, imagine how much that would cost, though. Exactly. That's why it's cruel. So they're arguing, and Harry's like, you shouldn't do that. People are going to be able to see all these pipes of the person. If we ever get caught, they're going to be able to get all of these robberies back to us. 
They're like, oh, it's fine. That's our calling card. And they're arguing about it, arguing about it. And Kevin happens to be walking by at the time. They almost run into Kevin. Kevin gets freaked out. He <coughs> stares at them. Notices the golden tooth. Number four scream. The this is scream yeah. number, number four. Yeah. One of my favorites because he doesn't like move. He's just like, ah! Yeah. He even does yeah. the slack jaw. Like, he knows he's dead. Like, he's just giving up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was like, well, this is it. This is my life. I'm this a is how it ends. And so Kevin runs away, and they're like, why is he running away if he doesn't have anything to hide? Go after him. And he runs away, runs to a church, and hides in the Jesus thing. What's the that nativity. called? The nativity scene. And he hides also, in that. I, one of my favorite lines comes here where they're like, I think he ran into the church. I don't want to go in there. Me neither. And they yeah, just leave. They just leave. <laughs> like, they're like... Ah, church. Ah, church got me. Although they are really awful since they were right behind him in the van. And they (laughs) also, I I thought it was stupid when he's walking and they do the thing where like in the movies, like where you turn around and like, there's nothing there except the van is there and they're both just looking around whistling. Like, (laughs) again, he's an eight year old and the van looked like it just parked. And he's like, oh, I guess they just needed Also, to a van here. couldn't keep up with an eight-year-old either. No, but the eight-year-old started running. So? They're in a van. <laughs> they can't look suspicious. Vans are eight-year-old's natural enemy. But also, they were just tailing him. They were like... Well, they were tailing him fine until he ran to the church, and they can't just drive through the from church. From, like, what I saw from the scene, they weren't just tailing him. They looked like they were going to run him down. That was how close they were to him. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets away from them by hiding in the nativity scene. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he, what it is is because they're bad guys, the church kind of blinds them and messes with their like their vision a little bit, so they lost him in the park when he yeah. veered away. So Marv and Harry leave because they don't want to enter the church, and <laughs> Kevin like takes all his clothes off, and he's like, next time they come around, I'll be prepared. Oh, yeah, let's let's go back to that. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't seen the movie, he doesn't take his clothes off. <laughs> he put a cloak on and he takes the cloak off. Yeah, he was hiding. He just under starts stripping down in front of the church. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, he's wearing a cloak to hide in the nativity scene, and he takes his cloak off. That's a better descriptor. Thank you. <laughs> So Kevin just starts stripping down. (laughs) Next time, I'm going to be ready. All right. So later that night, we just get a shot of Marv and Harry trying to break into the house. But Kevin was prepared for them like he said he would be. And there's all these cardboard cutouts and mannequins that he has tied to ropes that he's controlling. And he's making it look like there's a party going on in the house. And so Marv and Harry are like, I thought nobody was supposed to be here, but there's clearly a party. Okay, we'll have to try again tomorrow. They don't. I like. I think it's implied they steal other places while they don't steal from Kevin. But like, yeah. I like the idea that just like, dang, can't steal today. Yeah. Oh, we got. <laughs> yeah. We got bamboozled. Can't do they're it. They're really awful. If they're just gonna go back tomorrow after a party. If the whole premise was they're in France, right? They're they're. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they know they're in France. Yeah, they know for a fact they're in France too. <laughs> Like, oh, there's a party here now. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow there won't be. (laughs) Dang, I can't believe they came back to party from France and then go back to France tomorrow. (laughs) I I hope they go back tomorrow. (laughs) So, the family's in Paris talking about if they should care about if Kevin is being alone is important or not. 
<laughs> basically. <laughs> and they're at this party, and the uncle's just handing out these shrimp that his wife keeps saying not to hand out. No, cause... that wasn't even his wife. That was, like, the the hostess. Oh, well, there you go. The hostess <laughs> is saying not to hand them out, and he's just handing shrimp out to people. Yeah. And you get to see Buzz... Uh, Eat a shrimp. Eat a shrimp and not be able to control his eating habits again because he's just shoving shrimp. I in actually his face. thought it was the uncle who was giving out the shrimp. I thought. Yeah, the uncle's do, doing it, but the hostess was like, "Hey, no, not yet." And he's just like, "Fuck you!" And the uncle just keeps <laughs> oh, giving yeah. it out, even though he's told the that. uncle has made a full recovery from the trauma that was losing Kevin. Yeah, he's, he's just he, he all never better. gave a single shit. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't even know which one's Kevin. Yeah, probably actually. <laughs> So the dad's on the phone trying to get a hold of anybody for tickets, but he doesn't speak French, so it's almost impossible. And Buzz and the sister have a conversation on if they should even care that Kevin's alone. He's like, no, there's three reasons why I don't care. One, he's... Or wait, what is it? A. Or yeah. No, no, he says one. No, he says A. He says A to D? He's... Yeah. A to D? What? <laughs> anyway, he has three reasons. One of them I can't remember. The second one is there's fire alarms. There's and smoke detectors. There's smoke detectors. And three is that Kevin is a jerk and maybe he deserves this and he needs to grow up. All right, so number one was... Oh, no, um, no. Three was it's the safest... That was number one, is that Kevin's a jerk no, no, and needs number, to grow up. No, no, num- number one was he's not that lucky. Oh, no, right. No, yes. there was four. No, there's three. There's three. No, he says four because the last one is and it's the safest city safest street and nothing ever happens yeah that's three no that's because he said he has the first one is i'm not that lucky for him to die two there are smoke detectors and d it's one of the most boring streets also kevin needs to grow up that he listed four after saying there's three oh that's part of the joke oh (laughs) he says one two d and then he lists the fourth thing apparently yeah Classic Buzz, just classic buzz. idiot. Yeah, classic <laughs> Buzz has an eating disorder and clearly has a learning disorder as well. Well, he thinks he's a football player, so. <laughs> <laughs> so after not caring at all about Kevin's yeah, life. Yeah, after the family just doesn't really care, Kevin orders pizza at the house, and he uses this mob movie and all the dialogue from the movie to, for some reason, trick the pizza guy into just leaving the pizza there? Where he could have just talked to him, I think. Yeah, like he didn't need to use the guy ever do to him. But the pizza guy delivers the pizza, knocks over the statue yet again because every car does in the movie. And there's a sign on the front door saying "Use the back door." He goes to the back door, (laughs) and Kevin uses the mob movie from the dialogue in the mob movie. Keeps pressing play and pause and press play and pause to get the audio that he wants. Pizza gets left there. He leaves in the money. Terrible tip, apparently. Yeah, eighty-eight cents. I think is the tip. Yeah, eighty-eight cents is the tip. And you get the pizza guy saying. Nice tip again, but this time he says it angrily. Yeah. Keep the change, you filthy animal. And then the audio from the movie comes in where the mobster kills somebody and it scares the shit out of the pizza guy and he falls over some dumpsters. (laughs) You know, it would actually... What a surprise. The sound of a giant Gatling gun (laughs) scared him. Yeah. (laughs) You have to think, though, like a week ago, he went to the same house filled with all these people and they gave him like an $80 tip. Now he's going to the back door. The money... (laughs) The yeah. pizza guy should have been like, someone clearly robbed this house. <laughs> There's... And then ordered pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a thing. There has to be somebody who's done that. Ordered That's a pizza from the house they robbed. <laughs> That's a guy who tried to order a pizza. 
So, he gets scared. Pizza guy runs away. Kevin finally gets the full cheese pizza all to himself. We never see it, unfortunately. We do not see the cheese pizza. That'd be nice. Pizza's always tasty. You mm-hmm. said that you had issues with the pizzas in this movie. I did? You said that at the beginning, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, but we never talked about that. Oh, yeah, just the price of the pizzas is too oh. high. It's too high of a price. What? It's too expensive for pizza. It's 12, $12. bucks for pizza. You could... You could get the Domino's pizza for seven ninety nine right now. I all are you participating? Six ninety nine, five ninety nine, actually. Yeah, five ninety at your local Domino's right now. Please wow, what today. great prices! Do you think they'd serve someone like me? I think so. I think you could order one right now and get a, a box of happiness. Please sponsor us. <laughs> but like, I kind of. <laughs> but like again, we're talking like ninety money. Yeah, so like, it's even more than or just like a gallon of milk is like a dollar twenty five. Yeah, so pizza was probably in now money. It's like one sixty for all that pizza. Yeah, I guess you're right though. I I could have sworn the last time I bought pizza was like sixteen bucks for for a pie. You got ripped off. Yeah, maybe. I think you're buying bad pizza. It might have been really good pizza though. Was it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got very ripped off. <laughs> maybe I'm just not really paying attention with how I spend my money, and that's where the problem is. Uh, I'm just like throwing cash. Oh, here, take all of it. I can't believe this. <laughs> so, uh, where do you keep your money, by the way? Just, just curious. Um, uh, yeah, do you lock your doors? How's your wife? <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> fuck you. <laughs> hey, Kevin apparently eats an entire cheese pizza, which I relate to. Yeah, it's very relatable. It's been a long time since I've wolfed down a whole pizza by myself. Oh, you got to do it again. I kind of want to. Like, yeah, that does seem like really nice. But Mm. yeah, but I also feel like you're also buying the self-hatred that comes with it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, just always have that so you don't have to deal with it. Oh, cool. You know how you fight the self-hatred, actually, is you get yourself a full pizza when you go to see a movie in a theater and you eat it in the dark around a bunch of strangers that can't see you. (laughs) That way you don't have to feel the shame. (laughs) But you also have to complain about what you did in the theater, too. You gotta be like, can't believe it. No, that's the best part. You know you can't talk in a theater. Or like you said, you need to carry the self-hatred with you at all times. So you really need to yeah, you just, go the other well, way. No, self-hatred is internal. Like, it just, it's a constant, like, back of your probably head Probably because you're on. eating, like, whole pizzas. Like, like that's probably what's contributing to that. Yeah, but if you go and see, like, a dramatic movie, if you're crying at the end, people think that's normal. <laughs> yeah, just see a sad movie. <laughs> I can't believe I ate all I that like... pizza. <laughs> you go to the movie theater by yourself with the pizza, and you save the seat next to you for the pizza. And then when people yeah, come yeah, by you, you're just like, with, you know, with your gut, like, just pushed out as much as you can, like, forcefully. <laughs> this seat's taken. <laughs> and then you just care. You also got to bring a two liter of soda as well. Oh, that's true. Uh, you, it's it's your choice of soda. I prefer diet, so I feel less like I'm drinking oh, no, two liters man. of soda. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm drinking that Pepsi, that pee yourself in the bed Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> that crystal Pepsi. <laughs> And maybe just for old old time's sake, I might have a glass of milk and down that with some beef. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kevin's upstairs after eating his pizza. Actually, no, he's not. The mom is in the airport because she stayed there and she's trying to bribe some old people with all of her personal belongings saying, hey, just let me have your tickets so I can fly back to the United States. My son is home alone. Please, please help me. Eventually it works. She's able to fly back. And then we get a shot of Kevin sitting in his bed, lonely, watching TV, 
finally realizing he misses his family, kisses the picture and says, if you can just bring my family back, I promise that I'll be better from now on. Amen. 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 Falls asleep, wakes up, tells himself what his shopping list for the day is and what he has to get done, and again, puts the aftershave on his face and does another scream. I, I just, apparently, they just really like that scene. Yeah. That scene always made me horribly afraid of aftershave as a kid. I, know, I was like, I don't yeah. want to shave if that's going to hurt that much. It doesn't hurt. It's no, fun. it's just well, Kevin. I mean, to be Kevin's Yeah, Kevin's just, yeah. You never know. Maybe the 80s aftershave actually had, like, nitric acid in it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have you ever seen some of the old stuff they make stuff out of? Like, some, they're like, yeah, let's throw, like, some nitric acid, straight-up cocaine in this aftershave. I wouldn't actually be surprised. It's usually like a lot of your like illegal substances now have like a like over the counter backstory to it, you know? Yeah, there was like cough syrup that was like just there was cocaine and molasses. I think that was yeah. Coca Cola actually is what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Kevin wakes up, he goes out for the day, goes on a shopping trip, buys milk, buys fabric softener, buys some army men. Buy macaroni. some craft macaroni oh, microwave yeah. meals, and he asks the cashier, like, hey, are these microwave meals any good? I think I'll try them. She sees the army man. He's like, it's for the kids. And she gets to the end of the order, scans some more, and she's like, oh, hey, I have a coupon for that. It was in this morning's paper. And at that point, the cashier is real, real concerned. She's like, this kid is fucked up somehow. <laughs> like, hey, are you here alone? He's like, ma'am, I'm eight. Would I be here alone? Where's your mom? In the car basically comes with a bunch of excuses as to why he's there she probably believes that he has an alcoholic mom yeah i would (laughs) that that's kind of what that would sound like to me yeah just like oh god this poor kid she eventually is just like i don't get paid enough to deal with this shit takes his money and cashes the kid out (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty much the story of anybody working in retail oh yeah you you don't get paid enough to care (laughs) yep (laughs) all right and then Kevin goes home, goes down to the basement, starts doing his laundry, and he notices the furnace in the basement, except for this time when it starts freaking out. He doesn't get afraid. He tells it to shut up, which shows that Kevin he's... in some way is growing up. Yeah. He's grown. Character arc. Yeah. And then <clears throat> goes to Kevin upstairs doing the dishes because he's an adult now. You gotta grow up fast. Eight-year-old adult. And Marv and Harry are there, and Harry tells Marv to go and check it out to see if the kid is still there, or to see what's going on at all. So Marv goes in, puts his foot through the doggy door, loses his shoe, you hear shit be said, which slipped through the censors apparently at the time, so it's just still in the movie. That wasn't in the script at all. Oh. Yeah, the actor just somehow slipped that in. Um, I mean, that movie got away with, like, like ten minutes in, the, the buzz is like, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were a growth on my ass yeah yeah the movie kind of gets away with a lot for being a pg so that happens and marv starts listening because kevin hears it so he puts the mob movie on again and he uses it the same way that he used it for the pizza man basically except for this time the added thing of whenever the mobster starts to shoot kevin puts a bunch of firecrackers in this pan lights them off so that it's even more visceral and loud, and it scares Marv off. Marv runs back to the van, starts telling Harry about what he saw, says the name. He's like, I recognize that name. And they're about to take off, and Harry's like, no, 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 wait. We should stick around, see who comes out of that house. Because then if we get nabbed for any of these robberies, we can give them the name and the face of the person who's doing the murders in there. 
And so they do. Smart. Yeah, yeah it is smart. smart. It's probably the second smartest thing they did in the movie. Yeah. So they stick around. Dad, I think we go to Paris again, don't we? <clears throat> no, not Paris, actually, because we're following the mom on this journey. Oh, yeah. So she's in an American airport at this point. We're in America. Being, yeah, America. Being very caring about everything, just asking to talk to managers and asking if they could just do anything at all yeah. about anything. It is Christmas Eve at this point, I believe. Christmas Eve. Yes, I think you are correct. And nothing is being done. Nobody at the airport is helping her. And that's when uh, John Goodman, right? Mr. Polka. Let me check, double check this name here. All right. While he does that, I will uh, give a apt description. Uh, there is a bunch of polka men, and they all have uh, beers on their jackets, and they are the best polka men in not uh, Chicago, but Shibuya. But probably yeah, not. Shibuya or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, they sold 600 copies of their polka mix, which is pretty good for uh, just some random band, to be quite frank. Like, I know the movie tries to downplay it, but man, that would be pretty impressive if you could sell 600 copies. Which is weird because they're traveling around. Yeah. Like, they travel a lot. They travel 48 to 49 weeks out of the year, and they've only sold 600 copies. Well. Yeah, and I think they've been traveling since the 70s or something, they said. Yeah, since the 70s. So actually, uh, they're not doing great. No. They're clearly making enough <laughs> to travel. That's true. They're That's true. probably doing exactly what the other two bandits are doing. I'm actually thinking right. what we see is just different <laughs> networks of crime that we just run into. You know? <laughs> also, yeah. Also, this movie has like a hate boner on Poco, Polka for some reason. Oh, yeah. Get it? So here's the thing. Also, uh, not John Goodman, very mm-hmm. different actor. John Candy, John Candy man. He plays the main polka dude in this. Um, true story. Literally every single one of his lines are completely improvised. He had no script. Hmm. Kind of. I kind of makes sense. Yeah. He seems so, very like. Uh, wait. Uh, yeah. So every single thing he says in the movie is 100 percent improvised. Even the speech at the end. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And then he offers, since they're a traveling polka band, he does offer the mom a ride in the van that they're about to rent because they're going to be going through Chicago, he says. Yeah, they're going to Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee. Which I was confused because I thought Milwaukee was in Hawaii. No. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true that I thought that, but yeah, that's probably not accurate. No, No, yeah, accurate. So then we cut back to Marv and Harry outside watching the house. And they finally see that Kevin's been pulling one over them the entire time. Yes, Kevin just chops down a tree. Is that what he's doing outside? He he saws the tree down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he? Does he he saw the tree? Just like the top of the tree to make a little tree for him, like a little Christmas tree. Yeah, that's true. Oh, shoot. I don't even remember. Yeah, and he also, at this point, he notices Harry and Marv watching him, so he tries to pull it off like... He's not home alone still, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Hey, Dad, what what's up?" Marv's just he... not, or uh, Harry is just not having that. He's like, "This kid is a lameo who doesn't know anything. Let us steal, pretty much." So Kevin goes inside and he overhears their plan about coming back to the house at nine. Goes back to the mom. Mom's in the van with the polka peeps. They're playing some bangers, too. <laughs> At this point, when we were watching the movie, he was starting to get way into the polka music in a very serious way. Yeah, I That's love awesome. polka. Like, yeah, man. Like, I don't get, like, why people always, like, polka's just, like, it has all the instruments that you would want. Like, 
What else do you want from polka? It's so good. It's upbeat. It's like ba da da ba ah, 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 but like with polka. If E was in that van, he would have gone to Milwaukee with them. He'd be like, ah, screw Kevin. Yeah. yeah. We're going to Milwaukee. <laughs> Forget Kevin. So while they're on this van, the mom's having none of it. No fun. Yeah. No fun at all. She hates Which fun. I really liked. Yeah, how... it's great. And then that was cool. the polka guy, John Candy, right? Why you I, I don't know. I keep forgetting his name. It up. I don't know. John Candy. That's his name now. Yeah. Um, he is like, hey, listen, you're not a terrible parent for forgetting your kid. I mean, we're on the road, like I said, 48 to 49 weeks out of the year. This guy barely sees his parents. This one never has seen his kids. And let's just hope a book isn't written about that guy. Like, so you're not a terrible parent. And she's like, but like, did they leave their child at home on vacation? Nope. No, that didn't happen. And she's like, see, I'm the worst. But and I well, left yeah, mine at she, a morgue. Yeah, yeah. I left mine at a morgue. He was there for two weeks, wasn't it? Something like that? Seven, seven. Not no, two no, weeks. I think it was no, a whole day. I think it was a whole day. Oh, right, right. It was a whole day. And he was like, traumatized for six weeks. Yeah, he was traumatized for six weeks. He's like, he couldn't talk. He wasn't able to talk for six weeks. I mean, he eventually got over after a bunch of therapy. And then she's like, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. And like, well, you're the one that brought it up, so I don't know what you want. And he has a point. <laughs> he, he does have a point. He tried to be That's like, pretty see, you're awesome, not bad. Though. And she refused to let, to be like, no, I am the worst. And he's like, oh, yeah? What if you left your Kevin in a dead? In a dead? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes you think. Sure does, E. It sure does. <laughs> So we go back to Kevin before nine o'clock hits. He goes to visit Santa Claus and to get some final advice, really. He's like, hey, listen, I know you're not the real Santa, but I know you do work with the guy. And I just want you to let him know I don't want any toys this year. But if you could just bring my family back, that would be pretty great. And then the Santa's like, "Uh, I don't have any candy. Normally kids who see me get candy. Uh, here you go, and he just puts three Tic Tacs in Kevin's hand. I kind of like, they did let, like, the fake Santa actually get moved by this kid just being like, yeah. I just want my family. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And then his car breaks down. Yeah, his car breaks down, so Santa can't even leave. Santa's um, fucked. His life is awful. His life is awful. You his car the, is a wreck. The, the plate was hanging off the car, you know? Yeah. Take it for, probably for the plate hanging off the car. Yeah. He has a ticket. He's smoking all the time. He, he's just, he's not going to end up well. They should make a movie about this man because he needs more help than Kevin. Kevin's I think I think they did. I think it was called in. Bad Santa. I, I will say, for those who've seen Bad Santa, this man was doing worse than that guy. Yeah, he was somehow doing worse than the guy in Bad Santa. <laughs> Bad Santa had a fixed license plate. Yeah, he had a place to sleep, which this guy clearly did not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so at this point, Kevin's walking home in a haze of sadness and notices on his walk home a family together celebrating Christmas Eve in their house. And he's very, very sad. He's walking home. He walks by the church and decides to head inside where he sees a choir singing. Takes which I really dig. I really like the the Christmas music at this point. I felt that that was yeah. really well done. Well, it's kind of interesting. There's not a lot of Christmas music in this movie. There's like the the John Williams music, which is always Christmas, but like yeah, only the polka is the first like actual Christmas song, I think. And Maybe. then it's this is like after a bit after that. Yeah, I think they do a good job with the the choir. Actually, it kind of feels really touching. Yeah, it's a very quiet scene, and it lets yeah. It lets Kevin just kind of be a character and for a like, little bit. There's only five people in mass for some reason. Yeah, that's but... maybe the most unrealistic part is that there's nobody at church on Christmas Eve. It was um, the busiest days for church. It was practice. 
the that's what the old man which i guess oh, we'll right. get to that that's the same kind of low though but oh. you know also it's like that theme of isolation right like kevin's yeah in this yeah. place of no family and he goes to this church and it's just the same thing there too yeah and then he looks over to his right and he sees shovel man there and he's scared <laughs> for a second and shovel man just comes and walks over and he's like hey you live next to me right and he's like uh yeah i, I think so and then shovel man tells him his name but i don't remember it peter I don't. I don't remember. That's, at that's all. my guess. He shall be Shovelman for all eternity. He will. Peter. Be. Peter Shovelman. Peter Shovelman. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Shovelman is like very Christmas, Kevin. And I was like, it's not Christmas. Don't let him sit down. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how he gets you. <laughs> anyway, Shovelman is like, hey, yeah. The only reason I'm here is because that's my granddaughter over there, the one with the red hair. I don't really get to see her that often because my kid doesn't like me around anymore. And Kevin's like, well, why doesn't your kid like you around? He's like, well, we had an argument and a disagreement once, and he told me to never come around. So I didn't. And then Kevin's like, well, you shouldn't let that happen. You need to go and talk to him and figure it out and forgive each other. Because at the end of the day, family's all you really have. And then the guy's like, you know what? You're right, eight-year-old. I'm going to take your advice. And Kevin took his advice because he was like, hey, I get scared too sometimes. And Kevin's like... I don't want to be like Shovel Man. I better man up. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how it went down, but I think it was something like that. After all of that, Kevin says Shovel Man is too old to be afraid and then talks about how he got over his fear in the basement, actually. That's what he tells him. I used to be afraid of this furnace, and I'm not anymore, so you can go and talk to these people. You don't have to be afraid to do that. And Shovel Man takes life lessons away from an eight-year-old. Listen, sometimes when you're at your lowest point, an eight-year-old can be <laughs> the brightest light in your you're, life. You're taking suggestions from anybody you know yeah. that could have been crackhead steve for all he yeah. could have been like you know one day i didn't have crack and i felt awful he's like you know what that's how i feel about my son yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is one to talk about it kevin runs out at this point he's like i need to go home it's almost nine o'clock because he hears bells and apparently that means nine o'clock well apparently it means eight o'clock so he Get runs the, home because uh... he has to be there by nine o'clock to set up all of these traps for the people when they try and steal everything from the house, basically. Which is a pretty cool scene because that choir music escalates. Into yeah, a little it does. Bit. It kind of comes into this rock opera sort of thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty actually. Cool. And then you get a small montage of Kevin setting up all of these horribly, horribly violent traps, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, he ices all the stairs. He puts nails facing upward. Sets glue everywhere. Not make... just nails, by the way. Like, a... A long, like, four-inch nail. Very, like very long nail. Railroad nails. <laughs> like, yeah. why do they have this? What do they need this nail for? Yeah, I don't know. He And then he sets up ornaments outside windows, so if anyone sneaks in, they'll step on them. Sets up little Hot Wheels on the floor. Sets up paint cans. Sets up trip wires. He sets up a thing to set people on fire. He is intending to kill these people if they break in. He, he also built himself either. an escapeway. Yeah, he also built a zipline escapeway for himself. So finally, this is I think this is the most interesting thing, because this really is only like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And this is, I think, what people think of when they think of Home Alone, is this scene. Yeah, this is what everyone talks about. Yeah. So, you make a good point, though. It is it is a very small part of the movie. It's the big yeah. part, obviously, but... Yeah. But yeah, so Kevin makes the macaroni, and he goes, and the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit... Yeah, oh, he, man. he prays and then he doesn't get to eat it he i know i hated that that really made me want to have macaroni when i saw that yeah. like that kind <laughs> too like like that you get from a fucking can 
Yeah, like just a <laughs> shitty ass macaroni. <laughs> what do you mean a can? Well, look, man, North, you know, <laughs> where do you get your macaroni? <laughs> a box. It's it's different in the on the East Coast. You get it in a can. Oh yeah, the can everything. Yeah, you have to can everything. Can macaroni. Now you'll be coming so to the East Coast looking for can long. macaroni. You're like, where the fuck's the can macaroni? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Monsieur. Where is the can macaroni? Though? Where's this canned macaroni I keep hearing about? <laughs> and how's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone gets arrested as soon as can macaroni is actually a code word for uh, please arrest me right now. <laughs> yeah. So all of these traps are going off. He heats a doorknob. Harry falls for the doorknob thing gets his hand all burnt after slipping through these steps you get this weird aerial shot of harry trying to walk up the frozen steps and it's really clear that to the left and right he could very easily just walk up <laughs> yeah beside the steps where they're not frozen <laughs> but he keeps trying to go up the steps for some reason yeah this is the part where it's like any semblance of intelligence you think these robbers have is gone yeah it's all just gone in order to get some nice slapstick comedy which it's good slapstick we go over. You can't forget the BB gun scene, though. Oh, right. Yeah. It starts off with a BB gun scene where Kevin shoots Harry in the dick, and then Marv's like, "How dare you!" And he sticks his head in there, and then Kevin shoots Marv in the face with a BB gun. Yeah. I originally thought he shot him in the eye, which would have been way more painful. <laughs> that part just makes me laugh. It's just, it's so like, good. What like, did you expect to happen? Yeah. Like... <laughs> So then that leads into both of them trying to go in through different ways. Harry's trying to go in through the basement, which are also frozen. He falls through. Or no, he's trying to break in through the door, but it turns out the door is unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. And then while he's doing that, that's when Harry... That's when Harry is getting all fucked up upstairs. Yeah, he can't climb up these stairs. Yeah, he just can't climb up these four stairs. He has to do that, apparently, instead yeah. of just walking around them. He can't just, like, shimmy on the <laughs> railway he's using as support. Yeah. He can't go around... So he gets the emblem of the family's name stuck on his hand from the heat of the doorknob. The iconic middle class thing. The iconic lower middle class thing of having your initials on doorknobs. (laughs) Meanwhile, Marv is downstairs. He breaks in finally. He starts to go upstairs and there's tar and glue all over the stairs so much so to where every step he takes he loses another piece of clothing from his foot. First it's each shoe, then it's each sock. He goes to take another step up the stairs, and that's when he steps right onto the giant-ass nail, which thankfully it saves us from seeing it penetrate all the way through yeah, the foot. Yeah, I was really worried. Because that kinda... would have been fucking brutal to see that. Imagine if it just ripped his foot off. <laughs> He's like, just <laughs> I honestly dying. thought they were going to rip off his skin when they were showing how, like, sticky this tar is yeah I'm, could you imagine I'm, if like the f- last 15 minutes was just like the evisceration of these robbers just it almost is it kind of is honestly like i i guess i'll bring this. so like the uh harry gets in through the kitchen door like he opens it and it sets off a f- like a blowtorch <clears throat> and it sears his head and it, his head looks seared yeah yeah it does that's his fault though i feel like because he's he stood there for like a good 20 seconds screaming yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway his head catches on fire he goes outside puts it off they finally make it inside uh marv how does marv get in he goes through the right window. he goes through the window on the side Steps ends up stepping ornaments. on all the ornaments that are broken glass which fun fact the ornaments that he steps on are actually made of candy. Yeah, it's sugar, oh, cool. right? Yeah, sugar candy. That's awesome. So they're breaking into the house. Harry, at this point, is going in through the dining room, I think it is, and he gets he gets a saran wrap trap full of glue to his face, tears that off. Kevin sets off this fan and just feathers blow all over him, which doesn't do anything, 
It doesn't hurt him in any way. It just makes feathers on him. <laughs> he could have choked on one if he had his mouth opened. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't have been surprised at this point. With this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Marv and Harry meet up in the bottom of the stairs where they trip and fall over because all the Hot Wheels are placed down there. Yes. Kevin's like, "Hey guys, I'm up here. Why don't you come after me?" So they get up, and obviously they chase after him, which is where you get another one of the classic scenes that you think of, is he throws a full paint can tied to a string down the stairs, hits one of them in the face, he falls down, the other guy dodges it, but don't worry, Kevin's prepared, he has a second paint can on a string, throws that down, hits the other guy in the face, lands right on top of him. They share a very intimate moment. They do. I kind of feel like they were going to fuck. It, it had that vibe to it, is all I'm going to say. Hey, they're the wet bandits. We're the wet bandits, Harry. <laughs> yeah, Marv apparently. mentions, like, hey, your teeth are missing, Harry. And he apparently the gold tooth is just knocked out of his face for whatever reason. No reason, really, honestly. Yeah. So they go upstairs, and we see Kevin call the cops in one room. Actually, he calls the cops, pretends that he's his neighbor, and then he hangs up the phone. He runs into the other room because he has a tripwire prepared. Harry falls over the tripwire. Marv does not. He jumps over it, and he yeah. jumps at Kevin, grabs his foot while Kevin's trying to run up the stairs into the attic. He grabs his leg. But luckily for Kevin, there is the tarantula there that's been wandering around the whole movie. Yep. And he flicks that onto Marv's face, and Marv freaks out royally. Let's go of everything. This is the best scream in the movie. The Marv scream. Yes. Yeah, Marv it's actually scream. really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he has this spider on his face. He freaks out. He tries to hit himself. Doesn't work. Spider gets flown everywhere. This is when we see Kevin going upstairs. He uses the zip line that he set up earlier. That goes to the treehouse. He swings over to the tree or slides over the treehouse. Zip lines. Zip lines. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. He jumps to the treehouse. <laughs> he zip lines to the treehouse and the spider downstairs with Marv and Harry. The spider gets flung onto Harry's chest and Marv's like, Harry, don't move. He's like, what, what, what are you doing, Marv? Don't move, Harry. <laughs> don't move. Marv, Marv, what are you doing? And he just fucking hits him with all of his might in the chest with a crowbar and... He misses the spider. Spider gets away, but Harry gets up. He's like, what are you doing? He hits him a few times. Like, there, how's that feel? You idiot. And he throws yeah. the crowbar and away. he throws the crowbar away. But what's awesome, though, about that is there is no communication over what was happening. So he just <laughs> leaves just assuming his friend just nailed him in the chest for no reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they get up finally. They run up through the attic chasing after Kevin, and they notice the zip line there. Kevin's like, I'm gonna call the cops. Yeah, Kevin's like, I'm gonna call the cops. You guys better come after me. And Harry's like, okay, we better go after him. And Marv's about to, like, go downstairs. like, no, 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 no. Don't go out there. We have to follow him this way. He wants us to go down the stairs, so we go back through his booby traps. Harry's like, where'd he go? And Marv's like, I don't know, maybe he committed suicide. Oh, yeah, I was so not expecting that. Maybe he jumped. I was like, what? (laughs) Not even that. No, he just straight up said, maybe he committed suicide. Like, it's really good. No subtlety whatsoever. <laughs> so while they're up there, Marv's like, through the window? So yes, they go through the window. They're crawling on the zip line, and Kevin cuts the zip line cord, making both of them fall and hit themselves onto the side of the house. Kevin starts running away. He runs to the neighbor's house, which is one of the houses that Marv and Harry had robbed from already. So all the water's on, and it's a flooded house. Not frozen. Not frozen, just Not flooded. Not frozen, just flooded. And then, so Kevin goes down into the wine cellar. The The two guys are like, wait, he wants us to follow him through the wine cellar. So they 
do a pretty clever move and go through the front door. Yeah, they go through the front door and they finally catch Kevin and they get him up and they put him on this hook on the door and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to give it to you now, kid. We're going to set you on fire. We're going to hit you in the face with a hot iron. We're going to hit you with paint and we're going to eat those fingers. I'm going to put my lips on your nose. (laughs) (laughs) But then, for no reason whatsoever, Shovel Man shows up. Yeah, Shovel Man's apparently just been watching Kevin's every single move. Yeah, he's he wants he's been trying to nab Kevin, and these guys yeah. keep getting in the <laughs> He's the secret villain of the entire movie. So he comes in and he just hits Marv in the face of the in the head with the shovel. Harry turns around. Shovel Man hits Ma- Harry in the face with the shovel as well. Both of them get knocked out. Kevin gets away. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, happy little ending. Shovel Man carries Kevin like a baby outside. Little babby. Uh, Kevin goes home, I guess. Uh, police show up like 30 minutes late. Yeah, but they still somehow arrest both Harry and Marv, and they're like, it's a good thing that you guys put the water on on all these houses, so now we know every single job you did. And Marv is extremely proud of this entire situation, mm-hmm. and Harry is just pissed. He's like, why the... Mm? And he's like, remember, remember, guys, call us the Wet Bandits. And Harry's like, shut up! Will you just shut up? Just for a second, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> And so they're arrested. They go away. Kevin and Harry share one last look. Kevin in his house through the window. Harry in the police car through the window. Harry's like, yeah, he's very, very unhappy with the entire situation. This is not the Christmas he intended for himself. No, he was expecting a silver tuna. So it goes to the next day. Kevin's getting, well, he's cleaned up the house, actually, basically. It's almost completely clean. Uh, It all looks perfect, like nothing had happened at all for what you could imagine. Could you imagine the family coming in and they fall into the same traps? That would be great. That's what Home Alone 2 is. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, Kevin, I told you to pick off your micro toys. (laughs) And Kevin's like, don't open the kitchen door. And Buzz dies. Skewers his foot on the nail. Just... They all come in every door. <laughs> like, Ooh, we're gonna surprise Kevin. <laughs> His mom finally comes home on time. Oh yeah, mom. Uh, Kevin's like, oh no, no one's here. And then the mom's like, Kevin. Yeah, and he just I, forgives her for everything that happened about leaving him. Uh, she's ridden with guilt, so she doesn't think about anything ever. Yeah. And they share a hug, and they're super happy. And then the rest of the family comes in. She's like, hey, how'd you guys get here so fast? Like, hey, remember that next day flight you didn't want to wait for? (laughs) And she's like, oh, God. Yeah, oh, son of a bitch. I could have just waited. I could have had a good night. (laughs) I could have slept. I could have eaten. I could have not listened to polka, the best music genre, for two hours. Which is something nobody says because nobody thinks that about polka. Weird Al probably thinks that about polka. So all the family's there. Buzz basically says, hey, Kevin, great job on not burning the place down. Good job, little bro. Slaps him some ham. Yeah, they slap hams. <laughs> beef. <laughs> <laughs> they exchange beef. <laughs> um, everybody's super excited. They are like, oh, wait, somebody has to go and find a store that's open. Kevin's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got that. I bought milk and I bought fabric softener. You don't need any. That's all they need. Yeah. <laughs> that's their Christmas dinner is milk and fabric softener. Yeah, milk and milk and funny just mixes <laughs> and kills everybody. Kevin, Kevin no is a sociopath. <laughs> he is. He just like almost murdered two people for trying to rob his house. This is the prequel to the movie. We need to talk about Kevin. It's actually very inventive. The things he thought about. So he probably is a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. 
know. But all yeah. the family like goes into the kitchen. They're all super happy, except for the father notices on the ground that there is a golden tooth, and he's like, "Hey, hon, what's this?" Like she can somehow see what he's talking about. And also, why would she know? Yeah, why would she just know? <laughs> she also just got there. Uh, Kevin <laughs> slowly walks towards a window for no real discernible reason. Yeah, and you see that Shovelman is outside. He did take Kevin's advice. He talked to his kid. And now they're going to be spending Christmas Day together, all of them. Yeah. Now he will obsess about his own son's daughter instead of Kevin. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, maybe not hopefully. Maybe maybe not hopefully. Shalavan, uh, Hope- holding his for granddaughter Kevin. in his hand, tries to find a convenient way to put her into one arm as he tries to wave to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like a your next wave. Like, hey, yeah. I didn't forget about you. The very, very last line of the movie, you see Kevin looking out the window, and you hear Buzz, Kevin, what did you do to my room? And you get one last shocked look from Kevin, and then credits roll. That's Home Alone. That's Home Alone. I actually, I feel bad for Buzz, though. Could you imagine just coming back to your room's wrecked because some kid That's wanted, like, fucking five bucks? That's what he gets for eating the bucks. pizza. That's the one thing that Kevin didn't clean up. TV, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> Kevin's going to rebuild all the shelves? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And unbreak everything he broke? Maybe he put up all those traps so you don't know what his carpentry those is Those traps like. were made of toys. <laughs> uh, fun fact, Ron Weasley is actually in this movie. Ron Weasley's not in this movie. Not a fun fact. Uh, he's in this movie. He's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. It's two to one. Yeah. That just makes it true. Ugh. I've seen I've seen Lord of the Rings. I have two. That's not even the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> fun fact fun fact bolstered by the success of home alone the director chris columbus would go on to direct ms doubtfire the first two harry potter movies pixels <laughs> and is currently attached to direct the five nights at freddy's movie all the movies oh. i have not seen it's weird because he had a very early on very successful career and then he did pixels how are you going to make a ron weasley reference and not see harry potter I've read the I should have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming. I have in fact read the books. Well, six out of seven. So another thing is that this movie was written by John Hughes. He wrote tons and tons of classes such as Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Days Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Beethoven, Dennis the Menace, and then later in his career, Flubber, Made in Manhattan, and many, many more. He was hugely influential in Hollywood and how films would turn out for a very long time. Uh, out of that entire list, I have seen Weird Science. He also did Breakfast Club, in case that wasn't clear. Um, would you guys guess I haven't seen that? <laughs> I would guess that, which is fine. I actually haven't seen that either. Oh, oh man, it's so good. We should watch that. Um, Macaulay Culkin was 10 years old during the filming of this. Why'd they say he was 8 then? 8 in the movie, 10 in real life. No, that's what, like, why did they just say 10? I don't know. Maybe he just looked <laughs> small, so they made him 8. I feel like 10-year-olds may have a little bit less than an 8-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. 10-year-olds are kind of shitty. That's Like, you kind of want a 10-year-old yeah, to lose. They're getting into puberty. Yeah. Well, first off, Kevin's already shitty in the movie anyways. Yeah, but he's, like, shitty in, like, yeah, an 8-year-old really... way. A 10-year-old shitty is <laughs> When you're 10, there's no more holds barred. Yeah. At that point, you just punt him across the room. Fuck him. <laughs> so, Macaulay Culkin actually doesn't look at Home Alone very fondly. He was quoted saying, it's background radiation at Christmas time. I've had people who want to sit down and watch it with me, which is both flattering and creepy. That, it, that would be like kind of creepy. Never... I, would, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. it would. Uh, fun fact, 
Macaulay Culkin is actually a podcaster now. He hasn't given up on acting. That dude's had a, a very hard life, hasn't he? Yeah. Has, he's really turned it around, though. He stopped doing pretty much all the drugs and stuff. He actually is looking really good. He seems very happy now. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Fun fact, actual fun fact, uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, was a guest star on the Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he is a good friend of the Red Letter Media YouTube peeps. He's been on a lot of their stuff before. He, he really changed his life around. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Now for one of my favorite parts, Two Truths and a Lie! Two Truths and a Lie? Two Truths and a Lie. One. Two things Was I say it? will be true, one will not be true. It's not going to be do we get a easily. Do we get a guess? Yeah, you guys, <laughs> No, you just have to listen I just to tell it. you guys, and then I never tell you which one it is. <laughs> no, the, the, one of us is expected to be getting it right, hopefully. So, Two Truths and a Lie. I'm going to say all three. You guys tell me afterwards which one is true. The guy who played, I also wanted to do this. The guy who played Shovel Man's most notable role before Home Alone was the lead role in a movie called Deranged, Confessions of a Necrophile, which was a fictionalized hmm. version of Ed Gein. Two, a scene was shot but cut that shows how mean Uncle Frank is towards Kevin. In the scene, Frank mocks Kevin for telling him Yank is the French name for Kevin and pulls Kevin's pants down. Three, <laughs> in the scene where Kevin ziplines to the treehouse, Marv exclaims through the window and Harry asks, Why, you afraid of heights? The actor that played Marv was, in fact, afraid of heights, and, the, and so they worked that joke into the movie. Which one is the lie? I'll go with two. I don't remember him saying he's afraid of heights. I'm going to go three. Final answers? Yeah. So, three is the lie. Yeah. I don't, I, I, two nice. is actually something that was in the movie. They wanted to make the <laughs> uncle even shittier. That just sounds like a lie you would have made up, though. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't have any specific nitpicks that we, I haven't mentioned throughout watching the movie but if you guys have any i would love to i hear do them. have one uh they fast forward randomly and it's really off-putting they literally fast forward movement oh yeah that was just like an 80s 90s thing okay yeah maybe it's because they don't watch like it was just weird it's fair, the one that bothered me the most was the tarantula because it have him like crawl slow bit out of it yeah slow again and yeah. that was like why when they do like that freeze frame facial expressions i hate that oh it's I like hate the, that uh... stuff yeah, and like they they like show like oh like I really need to emphasize that this is bad, and so they like pan in onto the or like they zoom in yeah. on the face. Yeah, and it's like something. Yeah, those are super cheap. I hate that. Gasps in Spanish. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not like a soap opera, and like it has it. That's the subtitles is gasps in Spanish. Yeah, and it just oh, like zooms in on her face three times. So I had subtitles subtitles on this movie, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I I actually uh, rented it on Prime, but this is why I'm bringing this up because I don't think it'd be the same for you guys, or I don't know if it would have been. But the subtitles. There was one point in the movie where someone was yelling outside, and it just says the subtitles "man scatting." <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it definitely was not fat. I don't know who did the <laughs> subtitles. But... <laughs> <laughs> they got it through. Oh, man. All right. So, E. Hi. Final thoughts? I still say six seems fair. I hate, like, having to explain a six because, again, it's just I think it's an above average movie. I get why people like it. I just... I don't think it's, like, amazing movie or anything. And then, I guess another thing, I'd put it in the Die Hard, where it's not really a Christmas movie, it's a movie that takes place during Christmas. Okay, yeah. I guess I could see that. I would say this is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Well, yeah. Although I will still put Die Hard in that Christmas realm. 
I, I'd say this is a Christmas movie. It has the whole theme of family and be careful what you wish for. Well, like, that's... Yeah. I don't find those as specifically Christmas ideals. Like, like that's like a Freaky Friday plot. I don't know. I, I do think it's it's a it's a Christmas. It is it is a Christmas-themed movie, but... I'd hold, I mean, it, I'd hold it in the room of Christmas. Who knows, uh, man? I just, like, I, I would just say it takes place during Christmas. I don't know if I really feel like I'd call it a Christmas movie. Six will let you pass a college class. All right. Well, six out of ten specifically, not a six percent. You will not pass <laughs> any class. All I gotta do is sign my name, baby. <laughs> All right, Rocky. Final thoughts. I think a a, a good seven. Um, you know, it's it's one of those movies you enjoy watching it, but you're not going to go every way watching, and it's very it's unique. Like when you watch it, like the cinematography and stuff. I didn't get a strong like, oh, I've seen this before and this before. It felt like it's its own thing so you can watch it and just have that feeling of that you're watching something that's you know carved in its own thing food so that's cool and it's it's good like like you said like the way they thought things out like the plot and stuff like it it follows uh pretty pretty well like how things bleed into the next thing like what you said with the him walking around the house so you kind of get the sense of the layout and how they like set up the things where like like the branch falls on the uh the line so that sets up why he's not able to call and stuff so they they did things like that. That's that was pretty good, but I don't know. It, it's 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 just not like super super interesting to me. It's 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 a it's a good movie. Yeah. I wouldn't be like you need to watch this. Like I wouldn't sit down with the actor who played Kevin and watch this movie with him. No, that would be That'd really be... awkward. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, let me take that back. For the sake of being awkward, I'd probably do it. They should make a movie where he's held hostage at a Christmas party, <laughs> forced to watch Home Alone. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would. <laughs> All right. Well, my final thoughts are, I think it is a very well-made movie. On a technical level, I don't have many problems with it, except for a couple clumsy shots, I guess. But I think it does a really great job of setting up the climax of the movie and telling you what it's doing with hidden exposition without actually just straight up telling you. It's letting your brain figure it out without telling your brains figuring it out. So I think it does a lot of really clever stuff like that. I think... Macaulay Culkin did really good for the age that he was and showed that he really was a really great actor. And it's kind of a shame that he fell off as much as he did due to all the drugs and, well, everything that happened in his life, really. I I think I would probably drop my score down from an 8 to a 7. Why? Oh, um, we're, we're adding decimals Just now. on rewatchability. I don't think I would want to rewatch this ever no, the, again. I, don't, I can't imagine actually watching this every Christmas even, to be quite honest. No, 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 not at all. Like, the, I'd say, like, it goes really fun, but I think it is a little slow towards the start. It is. I mean, it, it's all building towards that climax, which is a really good climax. And I think it makes sense why that's the thing that's remembered. But there's so much oh, yeah, more movie besides sure. that 15 minutes. Yeah, I feel like you could... Well, I want to say I feel like you could drop, like, 20 or 30 minutes from this, but I don't know what I would drop specifically. Maybe, like, the town scenes for him. Yeah, I think I would drop the shopping stuff. Because, like, it doesn't really add much. Especially the second one where he's like, I'm going to buy milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just don't need it. It's a fun, fun stuff, though. But, hey, everybody, everybody's listening to this. If you made it through this much, congrats. check out. Yeah, congrats. And check out our Facebook page, The Last One's In on Facebook.com. Just search that. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the podcast or just really any old thing. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on the last ones in. Yep. Rocky, thank you so much for joining us on this one. You really saved us here. Robbie, we're coming for Absolutely, you. Man. Yeah. Thank I, you, everybody, yeah. for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. If you listen this long, hope you have a great week. We'll see you on the next episode where we have a very strange holiday movie waiting for you. All right. So see you next time. Bye. See you.